Hello, welcome to the Tuesday, August 11th, 2020 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Well, today to start out with, we have a solution to a challenge that Didi posed last week. A simple word, Maldoc is how he called it. In part two, he's going over the solution and how to use his numbers to string tool to solve this particular challenge. So if you worked on it, take a look at the diary for the solution. And Boyan, the web app pen tester in our group has an interesting diary today about how to scope web application pen tests. That's a question I see posed a lot by people in particular that are newer to pen tests. They're asking, well, you know, how much time will it take to run a certain pen test? How do I sort of estimate the time at the beginning of the pen test without spending too much time just coming up with the estimate? Well, Boyan is walking us through the process that he's using to scope a web application and web service pen tests. So certainly nice of him to share this information with everybody out there. And uh, yes, please provide some feedback if you have run into this problem, if you may have a different solution or if something that Boyan proposed here doesn't quite work for you. And yes, we have more problems with the Google Chrome Web Store. That's where you typically find extensions for Google Chrome. And AdGuard, a company that makes an ad blocker for Google Chrome. And of course, that ad blocker is available as a Chrome extension. How many fake ad blockers are impersonating its product and also just generically try to claim that they are an ad blocker, even if they are not. Overall, AdGuard found around 300 different extensions that they sort of categorized in different groups. Now, the largest of these groups will actually inject additional ads uh, into the browser. In particular, if you are visiting a search engine page where you kind of expect ads to show up. These extensions are also kind of dangerous because they will change themselves over time. They will download additional obfuscated JavaScript, which of course at any time could change the behavior of these extensions. They also kind of try to fit in with other uh, Google traffic, for example, they're using the domain googleusercontent.com, but the E is missing from user. So that's very similar to some of the domains that Google is using. Another group of extensions that uh, AdGuard calls cookie stuffers, and actually they only found uh, six uh, extensions in uh, this particular uh, group, does well, uh, add additional cookies. So what they typically try to do is uh, whenever you visit a particular website, and they are mentioning here booking.com as an example, nothing malicious, nothing bad about booking.com. You can uh, book travel arrangements uh, via the website. Well, uh, but the extension will add an additional cookie. That's where the cookie stuffing comes from, indicating that you were referred to uh, this website to booking.com by an affiliate. So now when you order something, this affiliate will get some kind of referral fee from booking.com. 
Now, AdGuard is also pointing out that a number of these fraudulent extensions are apparently inflating their download numbers. And the reason AdGuard believes that to be the case is that the number of reviews is a lot lower than they should be for this many downloads. So for example, AdBear, which is an application that claims to have over a million users, only has seven user reviews. Entities publishing extensions like this will often have uh, scripts and the like downloading them in order to inflate the number of users using this application. And sort of the main point of AdGuard's post here is that Google, while it has made its uh, review process for the Google Web Store a lot more complex, well, is more or less only hurting apparently valid extensions and still letting a new numerous fake extensions or malicious extensions pass the process. This has been an ongoing problem with the Google Web Store. So definitely be careful when you are downloading extensions for Google Chrome. Make sure you get the right one because there are a lot of these lookalike extensions and then occasionally review your extensions. Make sure you still need them all. And in a talk at Black Hat last week, uh, security researcher Jens Müller uh, did present an interesting PDF test suite that uh, does essentially create PDF documents that implement various malformed, essentially exploit uh, PDFs. And then he tested them against a number of different PDF readers. As many of you probably would predict, the results aren't all that good. And what I kind of like about this is that he didn't just focus on Adobe Acrobat Reader, uh, which of course is sort of the poster child for a PDF reader. That reader actually didn't do too bad. Uh, Foxit, another big PDF reader, uh, did similar uh, to Acrobat Reader. But a lot of the other sort of third-party PDF readers that people may use because they haven't heard about vulnerabilities in them, well, are not doing all that well. I will add two links to the story. One is to the GitHub repository that holds the code to create these uh, tests. And the second link is to an image that summarizes the results in a table sort of broken down by based on the different PDF readers. And well, that's it for today. A story that didn't quite make it today is uh, Update Team Viewer. There is a critical vulnerability. So if you're using this software, please make sure it's up to date and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.